Let us begin. Okay, we'll start. So the second uh, narrow line up. Um, the Pasuk says, okay, Michaels, that means you're in? Yes, thanks. Okay, great. If you don't mind just muting yourself and when you want, oh, you did it already. Okay. Says the Gemara, Lo yitama to her, the Kohen shall become Tomei. Zak the Gemara, the Brizer says, Rishus. This is something which is a permissible for the Kohen to do. Rabbi That's the words of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Oimer Chayver. Rabbi Kiva says, it's obligatory for the Kohen to do that. My time at Rabbi Shmuel. What is the reason for Rabbi Shmuel? Why does he say it's a Rishus? Aidi, Tichsiv, since it was written, say to the Kohenim, Bnei Aaron, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, to a, to a per, dead person, you should not become Tomei. A Kohen is forbidden from becoming Tomei in his nation, meaning as opposed to a Mes Mitzvah. So that brings us down to negative territory that it's an Iser, before I have the Pasuk. So it's Shlichah therefore the Torah had to write, the Torah, it's Shlichah, it was necessary, Lemichtav, to write, Lo that to her, meaning to these seven relatives, he can become Tomei, but this is not to tell us that it's an obligation, but rather just to bring it up to power of ground that it's Mutter. Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva, how does he respond to this idea of Rabbi Shmuel? So to Gemara, Mi ki im from the Pasuk of ki im but, and only to his relatives, etc. Nafka, that's where he learns out. Nafka means to learn out. That's where he learns out the halacha, that it's permissible for a kohen to become tamay to his close relatives. So says Rabbi Kiva, lo yitama, to her he shall become tamay lomali. Why do I need that? Why is that necessary for the Torah to repeat that? L'chayva, that's coming to tell me an obligation. Okay, so again, it's a two-step process. Yeah. I don't know if it was a question or not, but if the Gemara would have started by saying, my time of Rebbe Kiva, yeah. would, would Rebbe Kiva say the same thing? Yes. I think, I think, and that I, I, when we started the, the previous sugya, the, the, the way I understand it, the reason why the Gemara is asking a Kachar Rebbe Kiva is because, Rebbe, I'm sorry, Rebbe Shmuel, is because Rebbe Kiva is more mistaver. Rebbe Kiva makes more logical sense. When the Torah tells me to do something, lo yitamo, this is what you shall do, Right? Why else is the Torah telling it to me? It's not for an obligation. Right? Why else is the Torah telling us? As we'll see. That's what I. That's the way I understood it. For Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel, what does he do with Rabbi Kiva's cheshbin? His reasoning for why it's actually a chayv. So Rabbi Shmuel, the chiddush and the pasuk of lo yitama is not coming to tell me it's a chiyuv, an obligation like Rabbi Kiva. Rather, lo mitama to her. He is allowed to become Tomei, ve'ain mitama, but he is not allowed to make himself Tomei, le'eva reha, to her limbs. And again, that means either once she's dead, not to the limbs, or even if she's alive, if her limbs, she had a sickness or was amputated, or whatever it may be, then it's forbidden for the Koyin to be mitama to her limbs. It's only to her herself. If a, if a, if a person died and the limbs are severed, so then it's not, it's, it's it's still, even though he's allowed to be metama to her, but not to her avar. That's the Kiddush. Yes, it's just the Machalik because of what the Gemara is referring to. Yeah. Well, if if someone, 
Oh, is it called a mace mitzvah? If the person's still alive. If there was no one to bury it, then yeah. Yeah, because it has the same Tumas HaMais and the same Kavra HaMais. Yes. Yes. He would, if there was someone else to do it. For, for a Mace Mitzvah, then he would. But if it's... Uh... Oh, the, point, just to the point is, if, no, if there is no one else to do that, that's what Mace Mitzvah eating for the Kohen? Correct. That's correct. That's what the Kiddush of Ba'am Love is. Max was asking me about the last night, and I looked together in the Rashi, in, in Parshas Emor, that's what, that's what the Drush is. The reason why it says Be'amov in this nation, it's not coming to say as opposed to a guy, it's coming to say as long as the dead body is in this nation, meaning there's people that are around that can take care of it. But if there's no one around, the Gemara Darshans and Brachas, right? We learned this in the third parak. Remember? Of Brachas, that if a Kayin, a Kayin Gadol, a Nazir, all of them, they have to be Metame to Mace Mitzvah. Mace Mitzvah is Daichavi. Okay. Do, do the severed Avarim preclude him from attending a funeral if the body is, if the main part of the body is there? What, what do you mean? Does it preclude him? Meaning, if the body is there and you have an arm. Oh, so also? No, 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 no. No, as long as he's been with Tommy, it's only It's only if the Avarim are by themselves. Yeah, separately to the Avarim, okay. he cannot be with Tommy, correct. Got it. Okay. okay, that was Rabbi Shmuel's response. Law, so the pastor Rabbi Kiva's Rabbi Kiva's drasha was that Kiim l'she'eroi is telling me that he's allowed to be mitamet to the relatives, and Loi Tama is telling me that he's obligated to be mitamet. And Rabbi Shmuel said no. Kiim l'she'eroi is telling me he's allowed to be mitamet. It's telling me rishus. Loi Tama is telling me that it's only to her that he's allowed to become tame but not to the severed limbs. That's, that's what we're holding right now. And then Gimel Abayz, Rebbe Kiva, and Rebbe Kiva says in response to Rebbe Shmuel learning that the drasha of Lo Yitama is coming to tell us that he's not letting him be to the Eivarim, Rebbe Kiva says, in Cain, if that's so, meaning if it's so, that the Pasuk of Lo Yitama is only coming to tell me, the Chiddush, that he's only letting him become Tomei to the, her herself, but not to her Eivarim, in Cain, if that was the case, that's all we were coming to tell you, the Chiddush, then Lichtav Rachmana let the Torah write, La, let it just write La to her, Vilishtaik, and then be quiet, meaning to say, don't say Yitama, because I know that La is referring to her, as opposed to her Eivarim, and I know that we're coming to tell you that he's only let it become Tami to her, but not to the limbs. Yitama Lomali, why do I need the word yitamo? The word yitamo, lomali, why do I need it? Meaning it's extra. Shmami no, says Rebekiva, I learned from here. You're right, Rabbi Shmuel. The law is coming to tell me that he's only let to be metama to her, but not to her limbs. And the word yitamo, says Rebekiva, is coming to tell me that it's an obligation to become tome. Okay? That's what Rebekiva says. Rabbi Shmuel, and Rabbi Shmuel says no. The word yitama, once I tell you that Lah is coming to tell me the Chiddush, as Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Kiva said, that Lah is coming to tell me the Chiddush, that he's only allowed to be metamet to her, but not to her limbs, I did the cause of Lah, since the cause of Lah that the Torah wrote Lah to teach us the Chiddush, that it's only to her, that it's to her whole, to her, but not to her limbs, cause of Nami yitama. It also write, wrote, Agavorche, 
just coming along and tagging along the word Yitamo. Look at the Tana of Rabbi Shmuel, like it was Tana of Rabbi Shmuel. The Tana of Rabbi Shmuel, as Tana taught in the Bismarck of Rabbi Shmuel, Kol Parsha Shanamra, any Parsha that was taught, Venishness, and was repeated, Loi Nishness, Elevashvil, Dovashin, it was only repeated to teach us the specific Chiddush, and everything else is coming along for the right. I think I forgot to upload this Gemara in the short version. I apologize. I'll do it at a later date. Yerichanan was pointing out last night after Shir that. This is another madrega in what this ton of the baby Shmuel is. Because the first ton of the baby Shmuel was teaching us that when the Torah is repeating something, it's going to repeat the whole story. It had to repeat something, and it repeated it. So it repeated the whole story. The whole thing. Over here, it's not really a repetitious pasuk in the words. It's a repetitious idea. Law to her. I don't need to say that. And that's really there for a drasha, but that was sufficient for Rabbi Shmuel to say it's considered a redundant idea, and therefore I could schlep along the word yitama also, but it therefore is not usable for it to be a drasha. I thought that was a good ha'ara. Okay. To give a to maybe give a little hesver to it, like you know, mikatzal katzal. But you, people get up to speak and they're like, "Okay, this is what Rashi says," and they're like, "Okay, Rashi says," and they said it like four times. Right. Are you talking to me or are you giving me muscles? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> So, so it's going to make it easier then? That's what I thought. I thought, I thought it would be easier. That's not hard. I thought this was an easier example to explain. Of a nishness. The question is, is luck considered redundant? The previous ones you were saying that all the words were redundant. But here it's not redundant because it has a lead. Over here, right. Well, it, it, the, lead would, the lead would is from the fact that it's redundant. Wait, is the law redundant or the Yitama? The, the, well, both of them are redundant. But law is law. Right, but Rabbi Shmuel saying that the Iker Drosha was for law. And Rabbi Kiva said, I agree to that, but I'm telling you, Yitama is also worthy for a Drosha. And Rabbi Shmuel says, no, once law is a Drosha, so Yitama is just coming along for the ride. The law and the Yitama. Law is telling me that you're allowed to be to pay for him. And according to Rebekiva, Yitama is also not I'm sorry, not allowed to be to for him. And Yitama, according to Rebekiva, is also telling me that he's to become Tame. That that was the two drush. Bishmal doesn't agree to the two drush. I'm sorry? Yeah. Okay, let's let's continue on the Gemara. Okay, so now we're getting to the third and final piece of this three part or three parallel machleks in the Kuna Bishmal and Rebekiva about a chiyuv versus a rishos. This one's a little bit more complicated because it's not within the actual circle. We're going to have to bring in other ideas. So we'll just try to stay focused. I'm not going to be here tomorrow, Bez Hashem. I'm going to be out of town. Hopefully I'll be able to learn on, on, the, uh, on the phone or whatever. But I'm going to try to cover as much as we can a little, without going too fast. In the, so 
The focus tonight is what the Gemara says, and we'll, we'll try to focus on that if that's okay. Okay, just because it's, it, I, for me, it was also complicated. Okay, says the Gemara. We're about seven lines, six lines from the top of Gimelam Abase. The Pasuk, the, this is a continuation of the Brisa. The Pasuk says, If you look on your sheets, you look on your sheets, third part is from Vayikra Chavhei, and it says, let's just look at the Pesukim first to familiarize ourselves from it. And also from those who are dwellers, that are living with you, meaning in Eretz Yisrael, from them you shall buy, meaning you could buy slaves, and from the families that are with you, that will be born in your land, they will be for you for an inheritance. Meaning the slaves will be for you for an inheritance. They'll be part of your property. And you shall bequeath them to your sons after you. For a, 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 a familial heritage. Forever with them shall you enslave them. And with your brothers, B'nai Yisrael, one man with his brother, you shall not, um, uh, you know, enslave him with a, with a, you know, with hard, with heavy labor. You should not enslave him with heavy labor. You should not. Okay. That's right. Now let's, let's see exactly what we do. That We know we have that, we have that, we have that, we have but it's, it's a different concept. Okay, you can't own a yid. We'll see in the Gemara. A yid. And your brothers, B'nai Yisrael, with B'nai Yisrael, one man with his brother, Sirdabai is like a lotion of, um, you know, um, what's it called? Over, overseeing them or whipping them, you know, making them... Well, let's see, let's see. Well, there's different, not, not necessarily this, because... Backbreaking work doesn't necessarily mean in the vernacular way we say backbreaking labor. Could be just, you know, tying your shoe. We'll see. Okay, Zakti Gemara. I mean, we're not going to see now, but it's a Pasuk. Forever with them shall you enslave them and they shall work for you. This is something which is you're allowed to do. It's permissible to do. These are the words of Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Kiva Oimer Chayva. Rabbi Kiva says, it's obligatory. You have to keep your avodim kananim. You are not allowed to set them free. That's what Rabbi Kiva says. Says the Gemara, my time of Rabbi Shmuel. What is the reason for Rabbi Shmuel? Why does Rabbi Shmuel say that the Pasuk, forever they shall work for you, is only coming to tell me, Rishus, that's permissible to do, but it's not coming to tell me, like Rabbi Kiva said, that you are and obligated to keep them as your slaves. Evid Kanani. Evid Kanani. If you have one, you should never let them. Correct. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Says the Gemara. Why does Rabbi Shmuel? What's the reason for Rabbi Shmuel? Says Rabbi Shmuel like this. Since it's written in the puzzle. If you look on the bottom of the page that I gave you, in Dvarim Chav, Pasuk Tazayin, it says, Rak, this is going when they're going to conquer Eretz Yisrael. 
It says, Rak only from the cities, but from the cities of this of these uh, nations. That Hashem is giving to you as an inheritance, meaning Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Kenan. You shall not let anyone live. You have to kill them out. You have to kill the Zion. I mean, this is the seven nations that occupied Eretz Kenan. You have to kill them out. So says Rabbi Shmuel, you know why, Dr. Gemara, you know why Rabbi Shmuel says that the Oilam Behem Ta'avoidu, you should forever keep them as slaves, is not coming to tell me that I'm obligated to keep them as slaves? Is I didachsiv, since it's written in the Apostle, you shall not let any soul of these seven nations live. We also, it's also necessary. It's also needed. We also need to write. We also need to write the Pasuk that you should forever keep them as a slave. Why? The Halkov. Lemishri to permit. Lemishri to permit. Echon Mikol Ha'umais. Someone of all the nations, meaning someone from the seven D nations, not from the seven nations. Echon Mikol Ha'umais. Someone, Echon, a person, Mikol Ha'umais from all the nations of the world. Shebo al haknanis that had relations with the Kananis. So the female is a Kananis from the seven nations, but the male, the father, is from one of the other nations. Vahoilid Mimena, and he fathered, Vahoilid, and he fathered Mimena from her, from this woman who was from the seven nations, Ben, a son. We need the Pasuk of La'ilam Behemta Avaidu to teach us. That you are allowed, you are permitted to acquire him. Meaning you don't have to kill this child. Again, the Pasuk says, I'm going to read it inside and then we'll explain it outside again. My time with Yishmael, what's the reason for Yishmael? Since it's written in the Pasuk, you shall not let anyone live, any, any one of the Zion Amamin live, we also had to write, the Torah also had to write, you should keep them forever as your slaves. And we're going to a separate topic and bringing it here. To permit, someone, a guy from all the nations of the world, besides these seven, that had relations with a knanis from the seven nations that you're supposed to be killing out. And he fathered from her, Ben, a son. The Pasuk of is coming to teach me that you are permitted to acquire this child. Even though this child's mother is from the seven Umais, since the father is from the Ayin Umais, the seven D nations, Therefore, it's permissible to buy. And La'ilam Behem Ta'avayu is telling us, we're going to continue in a minute, and it will hopefully get clear. La'ilam Behem Ta'avayu, that you should forever have them as a slave. It's coming to teach us specifically about such a child from a union between a father who's from the 70 nations and a mother who's from the seven nations that you're still permitted to acquire him as a slave, and you do not have to kill him. Ditanya, as we learned in the so, so this is this is this is the source that Yuxin goes buster to father by by Minan, well, Let's continue for a minute. We'll get. We'll hold on to that for a minute, please. Ditanya, as we learned in the 
Minayin, from where do we know? Le'echon min ha'umais. Minayin, from where do we know? Le'echon min ha'umais, that one from all the other nations of the world. Shebal ha'knanis, that was, had relations, ala'knanis, with a Canaanite woman. Bahailid mi men of Ben, and he fathered a child from her, a son. He fathered from her a son. So it says the Bryce, I mean, nine, from where do I know that in such a case, that you are permitted to buy this child as a slave? The Pasuk teaches us, and this is the Pasuk in the third section over here. And also, from the sons of the Toshavim, of the dwellers, that are living with you, from them you are allowed to buy. Also from those who are living in your land. Meaning, earlier in the Parsha, the Pasuk said that you're allowed to buy Avadim Kenanim from the nations that live around Eretz Yisrael. And then the Pasuk continues and says, and also from the sons of those who are dwelling and living in your land, you're allowed to buy as, as, as Avadim, as Goisha Avadim. So says the Braisa, this is referring to children who are born with mothers who are Canaanites and fathers who are from foreign lands, not from the seven nations. Why do you need to it's only because it's continuing it. It's continuing in that. Let, let's continue the rise of it. Okay. Yochel, I might have thought that we're gonna we're gonna go through it again in a minute. Yochel, I might have thought af so too the halacha would be that af haknani, so too a knani um male father, man, that had relations with a woman from one of the nations of the world. And fathered a child from her, meaning the father is a Kanani and the mother is from one of the other nations. I might have thought, so to a Kanani, that had relations with one, a woman from the, from the other nations of the world. And fathered with her a son. That you're allowed to buy that child as a slave as well, meaning. I might have thought that it doesn't make enough kamina whether the father's Kanani or and the mother's from the Zion Umay, from the uh, other nations, or the other way. No, it doesn't make a difference which half is from the other nations. I might have thought I could buy from either one. Talmud Loimar, the Pasuk teaches us, Asher Harlidu from those which are born in your land, meaning from those that were born, meaning they belong in your land. They're born in your land and their mothers belong in your land. And now from those who happen to be dwelling in your land. Meaning to say like this, generally, and we're going to go with the Pashtas, although there's the Pashtas is that the couple settles where the woman is from. You settle where the woman is from, right? And wherever the woman is from, that's where you settle, okay? So therefore, 
Sorry? Therefore, therefore, when the Pasuk says, Asher Haylidu Ba'artzachem, when Asher Haylidu Ba'artzachem, from those that were born in your land, meaning they're the sons of the Toshavim of the land. They are the sons of those who were the dwellers of the land. Who are the dwellers of the land? The Canaanite women, the mothers who were Canaanites, because this is their land. This is where they're going to stay. So the children who are being born that are permitted, that you are permitted to buy, those are children that are born from mothers who are Canaanites, but fathers are from the, Zion, from the other nations of the world. Veloi, but not, min hagorim from the children of those that are only here temporarily. They happen to be, garim is like they're strangers in the land. So if a, if a Canaanite man marries a, a woman from these other nations of the world, these children are born from mothers who happen to be living in the land. They're not going to stay here. They're going to move back to their old country. They're going to bring their husbands and go back to uh, Taiwan. Right? They're not going to be in Eretz Yisrael. happens to me that these children are born in Eretz Yisrael. You can't buy those children. You can only buy the children who are born from Toshavim in the land, from people that are living in the land. These, this is their citizens, so to speak, of the land. And that's specifically when the mother is a Canaanite, and the father is from the other nations of the world, that's when you're allowed to live in the land. That's when you're allowed to buy those children. So let's wrap it up. We're not going to get into Rekiva tonight. Let's just wrap this up one more time, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we say that, it's vernacular, but it means, yeah, yeah. No, no, it doesn't have to be. What is the process of love that I call Neshama? It sounds like I could have a Havamina based on this process that there are no Canaanites left. They were obliterated. They were genocided out. And there are none left. So where are these Canaanites coming from? Well, I mean, I could, first of all, that's a good question. I'm supposed to be, they were supposed to have been wiped out. Sister Kamalik was supposed to have been wiped out. Because the males and the women are left? No, no, I don't, no, I don't, no, no, no. They were all supposed to be wiped out. But if I did have a child from that union, Right, the child is not going. If if it came from the mother's side, right, like Hill was saying, there, there is a certain there is patrilineal descent over here, and therefore, if the father is from the other nations of the world, even if the mother is a Canaanite, she was supposed to have been killed out. Perhaps we know that when Kleistrow was conquering Israel, they were not. Unfortunately, there were a lot of instances where they weren't being killed, and they were able to be, you know, living in the land, and that caused a lot of problems. But um, besides that doing what they were supposed to do, it caused, you know, it was a bad influence on Klai's role. But, um, but that's correct. That's correct. That, that that's 100% Kanani. Correct. Correct. And those, and those for sure you have to kill. But the, if someone's born from a, a regular guy from somewhere else, then you could buy as a slave and there's no problem at all. The Chiddush over here is that even though the father, even though the mother came from Canaan, the child is going to have the status of the father. Okay, yeah. Because I'm I'm going back in the beginning, but yeah. In a kasha or a shiloh? Because I just want to get clear. Because I'm 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 not clear. I'm not saying I don't think I gave it over clear, clear enough. Well, just for the shot what the gemara is saying. So. Okay, so ask it, and I'll 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 decide if I could. We know, but we know that. As far as, as far as Yiddin, right? Right, we go after the mother. 
No, we go to the we go to father as far as hijos. Hijos and lineage, and Sephardi, Ashkenazi, all that. Okay. Okay. So, um, this no, here we're saying by going that we're going after the father. Well, that, that's how I know that we go after the father. That's what Hillel was saying before. Well, we're, that, that's the halacha of my say. That's true. That's a, that, that maybe this may be the source for that. Before I had the Torah, I had to, I mean, I didn't know that. I don't, you only know that because we have the, we have what the Gemara is saying, and Echadam. This could be a source for that. I'm, I'm not, I agree. I hear what you're saying. Um, good? We're just called the Mount but it's not but really. It's, but, it's, but, but, but his nationality. Correct. Correct. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. The end game is. Thank you. The end game is. The Pasuk says. You should keep them forever. Now, if if all that's coming to tell me is coming to tell me that you should keep them forever, then Rabbi Shmuel agrees that it's coming to tell me a chiyuv, an obligation to keep them forever. But what Rabbi Shmuel says is no. What this is coming to tell me is a separate chiddush. It's telling me even those who were born with um, a mother who's Kanani and a father who's from the Zion no Umais, even that one you should you you are allowed to keep. But it's not it's not coming, it's not coming, it's coming for a separate chiddush. It's coming to tell me that even that child needs or is allowed to be bought as a as a the mother's a Zion, the mother is a Kanani. The mother's a Kanani. No, full you have to kill them. That's like Sakaya called the Shoma. But what's the If I didn't have then I would not necessarily know that I could buy a child who's born from a union between a mother who's a Kanani and a father who's from the Ayin Umais. If it's if it's an extra Russia, though, I could teach that. And it says you could keep it forever. Right. But why would I say Jubilee? I'm saying so. So why would I say that? That I have to have something, right? Okay. So I, you have, so you ask you. 
Yeah, I, I can't. Okay, okay, it's a good kasha. It's a kasha. That's okay. That's okay. I'm just, I'm just not here. Yeah. Just clarify, you're, you're saying that even this union, a son from this union, can uh, be made asleep. So, what would be the pushit made into a slave? Only people that were from other places. Okay. Only people who are completely. Not from the land of Nadia at all. Those are the people that, would be, that could be slaves. Someone from uh, the well, that's I'm I'm sorry I didn't have the puzzle before. It's not the Gemara. Rashi brings down, but in the earlier, er, sorry, I can't hear you. The Taiwanese guy, yes. I don't know if he's around there. It's true, but no, but around it says it says when those who are around Eretz Yisrael, hey. This is the answer. The answer is that the only reason why I would have a puzzle telling me that there's a chiyuv is if I'm, if I'm not coming to tell me anything else other than keep them forever. But if it's coming to tell me another chiddush, and in this particular case, it's telling me the chiddush, that a child who's born from a, a mixed union, that the mother is the kanani, that you're allowed to acquire them as an evakanani, and, and re- regarding that child itself also, it applies so it's coming to tell me it's permissible, but it's not necessarily coming to tell me here. What I'm struggling with right now, and I'm trying to, I don't want to, I mean, I have a Bryce, unless we, okay, okay. You know, I'll tell you what's troubling me in a second, unless someone wants to ask it. But the puzzle before then says, um, Vigam, no, sorry. Va'avduchava Moscha. In Pasuk, this is a Pasuk Memhei and Pasuk Memvav. In Pasuk Memdalet it says, And your slave and maidservant, that will be to you, from the nations that are around you, meaning not from Eretz Canaan, from around you, from them you shall buy a slave and a maidservant. Correct. Correct. As ironic as that is, yes. From the 70 nations, correct. And then the Pasuk continues, and also from the sons, you should give it over for inheritance and you'll give it over to your children. I'm sorry. So now, let's just speak out the Gemara and then I'm going to tell you what's bothering me because, yeah, and then we'll, we'll hold it. No, okay. Again, Rabbi Shmuel, very just the basic tzura. Rabbi Shmuel said, it's a Rishos. Ask the Gemara, what's the reason for Rabbi Shmuel? Says the Gemara. The reason why Rabbi Shmuel says, because before before I have that Pasuk, which is extra, so to speak, I would have thought that you're not allowed to buy a child who was born from a mother, a Kanani mother, and an Ayan Umay's father, tells you you're allowed to buy it. And then the Gemara and then the Gemara goes and brings a price. Yeah. That anyone that comes, everyone even the halb yudi, a halb kanami, you gotta kill them out. A half a kanami. 
Half Juden was in Germany, they used to. Half Juden, the title Juden. So any half Kanani, I don't care which side it's from. So, so in other words, I would, I would think in this process that there's no such thing anymore as Kanani. You have to kill them all out. Right. Now, I'm still thinking that there is such a thing as an ethnic Kanani. Correct. Okay. And now the question is, so the Kiddush from, from, from this Pasuk of Olam is that there's a, one of the two half-breeds is permissible. Why? And that's the one where the mother is from Canaan and the father is from a foreign nation. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. The definition you just said of Evan The original definition of Evan is is... Well, well, when I, I'm not, I don't know what the original definition was. We, when we talk about Evakanani today, yeah. we're just talking about a guy. Now, a real, a real, legit Evakanani is impossible. You have to kill him. Uh-huh. Huh? Right, exactly, exactly. I'll tell you what's bothering me, and then we're going to stop, because I think it will help just in the Chazara. So why does every small need, I'm just, I'm just missing something, unless, unless, I'm not sure what I learned the first time I learned this, so then the bride, the Gemara goes and then brings up rice. Says the Tanya. So we learned in the bride. How do we know that you're allowed to buy him? Kamashla all the pesukim. So then, why do I need lo'elam hem tavaydu? Unless you hear the question. Yeah. Unless unless lo'elam hem tavaydu is telling me. No, no, that was the second part of the rice. The first part of the rice was talking about a, a, a woman Kanani. And a man who was from the Ayin Umayz. Unless you say that according to Bishmal is telling me that even a child born from such a union that I'm allowed to buy as Ebekanani, as we see in the Brisa, even such a child you could keep forever. You could. You could keep forever. No, 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 because the second, the oil of Hamtabaydu is telling me that you, not only could you buy them, you could even keep them forever. But if I have the halacha is true from a different pasuk, then the oil of should tell me a chayv. Right, it has to go up one level. So unless, unless what it means is that because we know, the oil of is telling me that even such an evaknani, a child from such a union, even that one you could keep forever. Okay, we'll hold it over there. Just think about it.